Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I am a paramedic, podcaster, prognosticator, prophet, prodigy, and your purveyor of hardcore podography. With three ex-wives and three ex-houses, I am the foremost authority on all things asshole-related. Welcome to the show. Oh yeah, Daddy's back in his chair. He's back in his home studio. Feels so good to be back where I'm supposed to be, folks. Thank you so much for joining me today. 21 Day Challenge on Kevin's Podcast Show. 21 Podcast, 21 Days with 21 Minutes of Content due every single day. And we're not going to let you down. We're going to give you 21 minutes at least every day. And we are back in our home studios. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to my sponsor for this episode, Anchor Podcast. If you want to start talking about bottled water or some other inane object, well, get the Anchor Podcast app. It's free, and it's the way I do my podcast. You make me famous, I'll make you famous. That's how it works, folks. Why do Muslim women dress like ninjas? How come the only thing that you can ever see is their eyes? Why don't they show a little thigh? Yeah, why do Muslim women dress like ninjas? Why do they go around dressed from head to toe in disguise? All right, it is shout-out time on Kevin's podcast show. We are going to give a shout-out to Jason Albert TV on YouTube. Don't forget, he's got a lot of quirky humor. He's a good rapper. And I recommend his channel highly. If you like weird humor, that's probably what you'd like. Also, check out Weird Tennessee on Facebook. Uh, that's where I get a lot of my something great and volunteer state stories. Also, check out my buddy Drew McSalty. He has the Shift Ender podcast. It is a stories of emergency medical services, uh, ambulance and police, fire, rescue, all those sort of things. It kind of give you the inside dope. And my new shout-out today is to the guy we're listening to right now. And that would be Mr. Tyler Cassidy. And as I looked in her eyes, I went to ask for her name. But then this pretty little You can look him up on YouTube. Under Tyler Cassidy, just put it inside the search box and he'll come up. And you may just figure out why Muslim women dress like ninjas. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's our shout-outs for today. Let's get on with the show. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history for the heavyweight championship of the world are you ready are you ready for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to
And in accordance with the World News Boxing Association, we will be using the 10-point must system on the scoring based on three different categories in each story. Number one, the facts of the case. Number two, the style of the reporting. And number three, the bias or the lack thereof in the reporting of the story, which would be the best thing. No bias. That's what we're looking for. No bias. Of course, CNN and Fox are the two competitors today, and they will have lots of bias because, well, they're CNN and Fox. We're going to start with Fox News just because I have it open, and that's where we're going to start. Trump's State of the Union guests include bullied student Josh Trump and Alice Johnson. President Donald Trump on Monday unveiled who he's invited as guests to attend his second State of the Union address. The White House invited 13 people to attend the address Tuesday night on Capitol Hill. The invitees come from many different backgrounds, including a young boy who shares the same last name as the president. Josh Trump is a sixth grader at Wilmington, Delaware, and he is scheduled to attend the address. The 11-year-old has been bullied at school because of his name, his mother said. They curse at him. They call him an idiot. They call him stupid, said his mother, Megan Trump. He said he hates himself, and he hates his last name, and he feels sad all the time. The boy's school acknowledged, the bully, acknowledged that the bullying was an issue and changed his name and their school system to his father's name. Also among Trump's guests are the relatives of a Nevada couple who was killed allegedly at the hands of an illegal immigrant who was employed as a landscaper at their home in Reno. Gerald David, 81, and Sharon David, 80, were killed on January the 16th. Wilbur Ernesto Martinez Guzman, 19, of El Salvador, was charged last week in their deaths. Martinez Guzman is also accused of killing Connie Coots and Sophia Rankin days earlier. The David's relatives, Deborah Bissell, Heather Armstrong, and Madison Armstrong, were invited to the president's address. Trump tweeted about the Nevadans' death after it was reported Martinez Guzman was in the United States illegally and said their murders prove the need for a powerful wall. Quote, Alice Johnson, the woman whose life sentence was commuted by Trump in June, is also among those set to attend. The 63-year-old woman's sentence was reversed after reality star Tim Card- Kim Kardashian, not Tim, Kim, Kardashian West, took up her case and met with Trump at the White House to plead for clemency. I think that's the lady from... Uh, Tennessee. Johnson promised to Fox News that she'd make Trump proud after he gave her a second chance at life. Thank you so much, President Trump, for taking the time to look at my case and to really look at me. His address is scheduled for Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Okay, let's move on to CNN. Trump's State of the Union guests highlight themes of his speech. The Tree of Life massacre survivors, sobriety from opioid epidemic, a prison advocate, a tax cut beneficiary, a kid named Trump. President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump's State of the Union guest will complement the themes of his Tuesday night speech, which is, which is expected to cast a unifying tone, but also inflame rhetoric on issues such as immigration. The group of 13, per the White House, represents the very best of America. Well, that's funny how that they started out with it's supposed to be a, a unifying tone, but also could inflame rhetoric. Could inflame rhetoric. 
There you go. That's going to hurt you in one of those categories. Alice Marie Johnson, this is the lady who had her sentence commuted after Kim Kardashian West intervened. It says President Trump commuted her sentence as a first-time nonviolent drug offender last June following his Oval Office meeting about Johnson with uh, Kim Kardashian West. Johnson was serving 21 years of a life sentence after she was convicted on charges of conspiracy to possess cocaine and attempted possession of cocaine, according to the nonprofit organization Can Do, which advocates for clemency for nonviolent drug offenders. Johnson's presence is expected to highlight the administration's work on the criminal justice system. Timothy Matson and Judah Samet are survivors of the horrific anti-Semitic Tree of Life synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh that left 11 worshippers dead last October. Samet, a Holocaust survivor, served as a paratrooper in the Israeli Defense Forces after, oh, I'm sorry, before moving to the United States in the 1960s. It just never ends. It's never completely safe for Jews. It's in the DNA, not just America's DNA, but the world's. Matson, a member of the Pittsburgh Police Department SWAT team, was the first responder at the attack. He suffered multiple gunshot wounds and saved countless lives in the heinous anti-Semitic attack, said the White House. Ashley Evans, who uh, struggled with opioid and substance abuse for much of her life, according to the White House, in 2017, she was pregnant and suffered a relapse. Her recovery began with the birth of her daughter, along with the help of Bridget's Path, a medical care facility in Kettering, Ohio, said the White House. I hid my addiction for six years by isolating myself and being alone. She wasn't very alone. She did get pregnant, just saying. That can't be done by yourself. And for the first time in my life, I'm not alone. Evans has been sober for more than a year, and later this month, she will be reunited with her daughter full-time. The administration has been working to find solutions and support for the opioid epidemic, which is also part of the First Lady's platform. Matthew Charles. After spending 21 years in prison for a drug-related offense, Matthew Charles was released and began to get back on his feet. Then he was sent back. Turns out my release, ordered by the federal judge who thought a new drug sentencing law applied to my case, was a mistake. But in January, Charles became the first prisoner released as a result of the Bipartisan First Step Act, according to the White House. Charles is now an advocate for prison revisions. Writing, since leaving prison, I have looked for ways to serve the poor and to advocate on behalf of those I left behind. Grace Eline is the first couple's youngest State of the Union guest at nine years old. Eline is diagnosed with germinoma, a type of brain cancer. That's awful. Grace recently finished chemotherapy and today shows no evidence of the disease. She is determined to help other children who are fighting cancer, said the White House. Well, that's good. And again, I want to reiterate that uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is one of the best things you could ever give to Their cancer survival rate for children is just phenomenal. It's off the charts. Okay, sixth grader Joshua Joshua Trump is uh, not related to the United to the president of the United States. However, his name has caused him to be bullied in school, and he is thankful that the first lady and the Trump family for their support. Elvin Hernandez. The presence of Elvin Hernandez, a special agent with the Trafficking in Persons Unit of the Homeland Security Department's Homeland Security Investigations Division, will highlight the administration's commitment to combating human trafficking. Roy James, president at the State of the Union Address, will highlight the administration's Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts. Deborah Bissell, Heather Armstrong, Madison Armstrong, 
They are the daughter, granddaughter, and great-granddaughter of Gerald and Sharon David, who were tragically murdered in their home in Nevada by an illegal immigrant in January, the White House said. The presence of the David survivors highlights the president's push for border security. Let me just say this about things that whenever reporters talk about stuff like this, let me reread that, what it said, tragically murdered in their home. There was nothing tragic about it. And I hear that word associated with things like 9-11 and anytime there's a uh, school shooting or something like that, people say it was a tragedy. Oh, that was a tragedy. No, these were not a tra- these were not tragedies. Tragedies is when a limb falls off of a, of a tree and hits you in the head and you die. That's a tragedy. Or you get cancer and you die. That's a tragedy. But when something is committed by another human being, to me, that's an atrocity. And I think that's the word we should use. These people were murdered by an illegal immigrant, according to the White House, but it's still an atrocity. Okay, Tom Wiberly's 19-year-old son, Navy Seaman Craig Wiberly, was killed in a terrorist attack on the U.S. coal in October of 2000. It doesn't get any easier for me, said Tom Wiberly, said during his remembrance uh, ceremony last year. I stay busy all the time. That's how I deal with it. A fund in Craig Wiberly's name gives four $1,000 scholarships each year to students studying computer science, according to the White House. Okay, so those are the two stories, uh, from one from CNN and one from Fox News, and now we go to the judges. Okay, the judges have rendered their decision in round one on the facts of the story that we gave today about the guest of Trump's State of the Union address. That uh, fa- that round was scored 10-9-9-10-10-9 for CNN. Round two on the question of style was scored 10-9-10-9-9-10 for CNN. And in the third round, for bias or the lack thereof, it was scored 10-9-9-10-9-10 for Fox. Giving a grand total of 86-85 with your winner and this week's champion... Cable News Network, CNN. Hey friends, Unknown Redneck here, back once again on Kevin's podcast show. Me and Cheryl done took us a trip down there to Chattanooga, and we had us a big old time this weekend, honey, let me tell you what we did. We went down there, and the first thing we did is we got us some Champy's Chicken down there on that third Martin Luther King Avenue. And if you ever go to Chattanooga, you need to try that stuff out, because, honey, let me tell you what, it is good. Second only to Cheryl's Chicken herself. Now, that is a compliment, let me just tell you. We also went down there to that aquarium, and, honey, we saw all kind of fish. I got kind of excited about that, because we're going to try to go out there to that cruise, you know, where we're going to try to go, and I couldn't tell Cheryl about it. I had to keep that a secret. You keep it a secret, too. Don't you be telling nobody that. But anyhow, I seen all them fish, and I was thinking to myself, boy, we get out there on that there boat, and we'll be able to swim around out yonder and see some of them things live, like it's out there and where it's supposed to be. And I might even get to catch some of them. I'm excited about it. I swear I am. But anyhow, well, that's what we did this weekend. We just had us such a good time. We did, we did. And I reckon Starla Jean and her man, that Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc feller, they went down there and they went to see a movie this weekend. They went to see uh, Aquaman or something like that. Anyhow, 
I reckon that's supposed to be pretty good. They liked it awful good. He was swimming around down there. He, they said he was, he was swimming around doing different things. And I reckon we just had a sort of a, a water theme going on this weekend because Kurt Angle finally took him a bath. But anyhow, he needed to wash, so it's all right. So everybody got a little wet, one one kind of case or another. And we all had a good weekend. And I reckon Kurt Angle and his little blue-haired girlfriend played some video games. And we stocked him up with some Mountain Dews and some Hot Pockets and some Doritos before we left. And I reckon they just had a good time. And everybody had a good weekend. And that's a little report from the Unknown Redneck. And we're getting all excited about Starla Jean's wedding coming up. And we'll give more details about that coming along, I reckon. But anyhow, we're just happy to be back home. And it'll be starting another work week this week. And anyway, y'all be safe out there and you have a good week. This is Unknown Redneck. And you know where I am. Rolling on them back rolls, slowing pine, sipping on them moonshine all the time. Party in the backyard, yours or mine. Hey, either way, we just kicking it in Tennessee. Rolling on them back rolls, slowing pine, sipping on them moonshine all the time. Party in the backyard, yours or mine. Hey, either way, we just kicking it in Tennessee. Our new segment today is kicking it in Tennessee. And we have a story coming to you from AppalachianMagazine.com, which is a good magazine if it's an online magazine it's easy to obtain. You know, just type in AppalachianMagazine.com and it'll take you right to it. This article came out just the other day, a couple of days ago, and it's called Six Tips for Anyone Who May Be Moving, Moving to Appalachia. Let's see what they are. Number one, all the stereotypes are wrong. Here's a little secret. The media can't always be trusted. No shit. For two centuries, American media has falsely portrayed the people of the mountains, and this prejudice hasn't slowed down a single bit. It seems like that's one of the only things you can make fun of in this 2019 world that we're living in, is people from the South. Nearly all the articles published by the big New York media outlets either portray Appalachia as being a hellhole where everyone lives in poverty, suffers from diabetes and black lung, and spends every weekend attending Trump rallies. This is wrong, but so too are the articles you've read that presents Appalachia as a kayaking playground where drinking craft beer and camping are the only things to do. Nope, both of these stereotypes are shallow and not based in reality. Don't come here expecting a hellhole or a playground. It's a real place where real people live. Like everywhere else you've ever lived, real life happens here too. Amen. Couldn't agree with that one more. Do not confuse dialect with intellect. Amen on that. I tell you what, I used to date this girl back in college, and she and I used to argue fiercely because I had such a heavy accent back then. I've cut a lot of it out, and I know I've still got a heavy accent. Don't get me wrong. But back in the day, I used to say alcohol and wash and stuff like that. People used to think that because you talk that way, you were dumb. Well, it's not necessarily the case. So don't confuse dialect with intellect. Uh, you will alienate people by pronouncing Appalachia. That's right. It's Appalachia. Respect property rights. You know, in the South, we have property rights here. Stay off my property and I'll stay off your property. You want to do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. And if I want to have a Chevy out in the driveway that I'm working on or something like that, and you want to raise chickens, well, that's all right. Uh, number five, expect to be an outsider at first. We're not very accepting of people whenever they come in. You have to come in. You have to live a little bit. You don't just move into the community and automatically expect to have a little bit of trust. So, I mean, they'll be friendly, 
but don't be expected to be part of the little clique right off the bat. And number six, yep, some things will irritate you. Inevitably, you will find yourself irritated about something Appalachian, and it will be our fault. It may be the pronunciation of certain words, an outdated way of thinking, or something entirely different. When things like this come up, you just got to realize there are certain things that you're not able to change. It's better for you to just live and let live. That is a very libertarian philosophy, live and let live. Okay, folks, we've come to the end of the podcast. I want to be sure and give the shout-outs again to Jason Albert TV on YouTube, Tyler Cassidy on YouTube, Weird Tennessee on Facebook, and Drew McSalty and his Shift Ender podcast. All of that is available on the interwebs. All you got to do is punch it into the Google, and there you go. Our podcast is available on Spotify. It's on Google Play. It's on uh, Apple Podcast app. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on all kinds. Anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get this podcast. And don't forget, we're in the midst of the 21-day challenge. 21 podcasts in 21 days with 21 minutes of content new every, every day. Thank you again for being here, and we are out of here. Deuces and duck lips. most colorful and exciting events, the tobacco auction, the rapid-fire chant of the auctioneer as he calls out the bids on a basket of tobacco, the alert tobacco buyers, key men in the drama of the auction, men of sound judgment and years of experience in tobacco buying. Here, one buyer has found a basket of exceptional quality, leaf of almost perfect color, weight, and texture. He signals his bid, but other buyers want this prime light leaf. The price goes higher and higher, but when the top bid is made, it is... Sold, American. Sold to the American Tobacco Company, the makers of Lucky Strike.